1: The program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like, especially when it comes to your love of sports, entertainment, and even your own morning culinary experiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. I am playing the Orleans every single game. I love the over four and a half. You got to lay a little big minus 145 with FanDuel. There's just no way that the New Orleans Pelicans are not going to win five of these eight games. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats, with yours truly, Scott Wetzel on this Friday, July 31st morning, yours truly, sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879, again, toll free, 844-843-6879, you want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet, it is at Opposite Picks. that's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, bicks Email me, go to the website, oppositepicks.com, hit the contact shot icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well right here on Bagels and Bad Beats for this Friday, July 31st morning. Well, the NBA is back, and so is the nonsense. Houston, uh, check that NBA, we have a problem. Uh, MLB says shape up or ship out. Where's Lance Armstrong when you need him? A perfect 10, big obstacle for the big 10, brownout in Baltimore. Woodson hates LA, NCAA reaches the 21st century, and uh, did Bo know? We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, tweets right here on the Bagels and Bad Beats for a Friday, July 31st, which signifies the first day after the NBA season, as the NBA season did resume last night. Two games, you had the Pelicans and Utah Jazz, Lakers and LA Clippers, both going down to the wire. I have issues with both, especially the first game as our lock of the evening the uh, Pelicans laying two, two and a half went up in smoke after they led the entire game because the bozos, the idiots, the morons, the bird brains with New Orleans can't figure out t- uh, time management when it comes to Zion Williamson as once again, he was not on the court in the final seven and a half minutes of a basketball game which they figured, or at least they should have anyway, that was going to go down the, uh, down the wire and then be a 2-3 possession game at, at best. Crazy, crazy stuff. We'll get to it all, a lot of baseball stuff as our beloved Red Sox win again. Ride or roll. Bagels and bad beats on a Friday morning. soon right there. Back after. And Alvin Gentry, current, and I emphasize current, head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans as the NBA's re games, or seeding games actually, 88 of them, uh, when everything is said and done, so they were saying last night, I don't know how it's only 88, but 88, uh, that's going to be the case. The first two games last night, we got six more later on tonight. Bagels and bad beats on a Friday morning, 844-843-687. Now I got a lot of baseball stuff to get to, some NFL stuff. Uh, college football could be in some big time trouble, especially in the big 10. And, uh, I, I don't know. I must be smarter than everybody else. I mean, I've kind of known that since I was born, but every day I get reaffirmed that notion because it seems to me, there's a pretty simple answer to college football's issue about some of these rivalries that will be going up in smoke, but we'll get to that in a sec. First up last night, let us explain things to, uh, Mr. Alvin Gentry, shall we? First off, Utah ends up beating the Orleans 106-104, so I won't put the, uh, the cart before the horse and vice versa and bury the lead. I will tell you, our lock of the evening, the Pelicans laying two, two and a half, went up in smoke, although they were leading basically the entire game in hand. Nothing major, nothing like a 20-point lead, but they were leading by between 5 and 15 most of the game until, of course, the fourth quarter when every single NBA game comes down to the wire. And every single NBA game is decided. I don't care if one team has a five-point lead, a 15-point lead, or a 25-point lead. If you watch NBA basketball, you know what happens in the first three quarters is basically meaningless. It's just a stat machine for three quarters. Players get to pad their stats and pretend that they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then in the fourth quarter, play is supposed to pick up. Temple is supposed to pick up. Defense is supposed to pick up. But that's when they basically all really try in the fourth quarter. We've known that. We've known that this year, whether it's with this receding games or seeding games, whether it's last year, whether it's last decade, whether it's, you know, last millennial, we all know NBA games are decided in the fourth quarter. Now, I say that because Zion Williamson, for whatever idiotic, goofy reason, was limited to 15 minutes last night. We'll start there. You know, I get it. He missed a week and a half or so of practice, but he did clear quarantine to be able to practice with the team on Tuesday. So he did get at least one practice under his belt. You would like to think while he was away He was staying in somewhat shape. I mean, his team is vying for a playoff spot, right? I mean, he is not only the face of the franchise, but the face of the NBA. At least they're hoping he'll become the face of the NBA for the next, you know, one to 15 years. So you'd think, you know, the NBA going out of its way to include New Orleans in this little bubble season, he would have taken the responsibility of being in somewhat shape, not necessarily game shape, but just jog around the block a few times, right? Okay. So he's got to be in somewhat decent shape. He does get a practice in, and yet somehow or another, the bird brains at New Orleans decide that he can only play 15 minutes. He's 20 years old. He's not 40. He's not 35, and he's not 10. He's 20 freaking years old. How in the world is he only limited to 15 minutes? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. He supposedly is well past his knee injury from last year, right? So it can't be that any limitations they had at him at the beginning of the season because of the knee injury that's got to be gone i mean we're sitting here in the end of july for goodness sake that was a long almost a year ago i mean in fact it was a year ago so there there shouldn't be any limits because of injury it's only limits because he's not in shape a freaking 20 year old get him out there and play but you know what okay i'm not the doctor doctor says only 15 minutes got can't blame the Pelicans on that. You can't blame Alvin Gentry on that. You can't blame Zion on that. Okay. It's dumb. Move on. No. Can't move on. Because if you know that you only have 15 minutes with this guy, and I said this last year when they had Anthony Day, or two years ago when they had Anthony Davis, and they were screwing around with that. Um when you know you only have 15 minutes, why would you use up those 15 minutes in the first three and a half quarters of the game? Zion left the game with over seven minutes left and did not return. The most important, the most critical time of the basketball game, they had already used up their bullets. It doesn't make any sense. You know, whether it's 15, or five, 25, or 35. If you are told, as Gentry apparently was, according to himself after the game, that they only have them for these 15 minutes, why would you not save three, four, five maybe minutes so you could play them down the stretch where again, when again, every single NBA game is decided? Why, why would you not have any minutes left? I mean, that's why you're the head coach. That's what you're responsible for. You're supposed to organize the game and run the game. If they tell you he only has 15 minutes, I don't know, save three or four minutes for the final five minutes of the game when, again, all the games are decided. Why would you have him get pulled with seven and a half minutes left and have no time left? The most important part of an NBA game. I mean, it's dumb. I mean, what are you doing as head coach, Alvin? I mean, aren't you there to organize things? Don't you know, is, is anyone on the bench keeping track of his 15 minutes? With seven and a half minutes left when he got yanked, did someone come to you and say, oh, oh, by the way, hey, coach, you know what? You used up all 15 minutes. What do you play him in the first half for? Nothing happens in the first half. You want to start him because it's a nationally televised game. It's the first game back. Okay, get a little bang for your buck. You put him in there, start the game a couple of minutes. You yank him after three minutes. You put him in there again in the second quarter just to maybe keep him warm. You, you put, uh, you know, 10 minutes, 8 minutes, 9 minutes aside for the second half. You don't start them in the second half. You play him with a couple of minutes left in the third quarter. So you have now maybe 7 minutes heading into the fourth quarter. And then you play him to the 7 minutes like you would normally, you know, the last 10 minutes of the basketball game. I mean, it, you don't have to be a genius to figure out how to manipulate 15 minutes and make sure you have the 15 minutes so you have time left for the final 5 minutes of the game. I, I mean, it's dumb. They've fallen out four games back. Now we all know uh, they got a kiss-ass easy schedule. They're going to make the playoffs. Although I will say, right now they're four games out. That would put them in the playoffs. But now they're you know one step closer to not being part of that eight-nine scenario, and uh, you know maybe one step closer to uh, you know not even being the eight seed, but not even being the number nine seed, and just being eliminated completely which the NBA does not want. We're not playing these eight idiotic games, so the New Orleans Pelicans can't be part of at least the 8-9 playing. No, we're playing these eight idiotic regular season games because of Zion Williamson. Adam Silver needs to get on the phone today, call up the Pelicans, ask to speak to Alvin Gentry, and say, what the fudge are you doing? It's a nationally televised game. And we have our biggest star, this side of LeBron, sitting on the bench for the final seven and a half minutes. What are you doing, you dope? Save some minutes for him to be able to play down the stretch. Hello? Anybody home? If the Pelicans, now it's only one game, but if the Pelicans somehow or another do not even make the 8-9 matchup series, <laughs> We just wasted then our time. We just we would have completely wasted our time. They're not doing this for the Washington Wizards. They're not doing this for the Sacramento Queens. They're not doing this for the San Antonio Spurs. They're having this little play-in so they can make sure they get at least one Zion Williams game. If they F this up, oh, heads are going to roll. Alvin Gentley will no longer be head coach. That's why I currently emphasize current head coach. And bad beats, a lot to get to on a Friday morning.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: on a Friday morning with your truly Scott Wetzel, 844-843-6879, taking it right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. We'll open up the phones here in a little bit. Uh, some more NBA stuff as the season resumed last night with a couple of games, six more tonight. we got some baseball stuff to get to uh, as well, uh, and we got the, all the things that happened before the games uh, with the, both teams, all four actually, kneeling during the National Anthem. I don't have, well, I do actually have an issue with that, but uh, my biggest issue is what the NBA did uh, to encourage all this stuff. We'll get to that in a second, but first up, back to Zion. Oh, by the way, uh, if you're wondering, well, Scott, did he play well last night? I mean, all this bitching and complaining, maybe he stunk out to join. Well, he was, I will say, a minus 16 plus minus rating, which I it's one of those goofy stats that I actually do like. So when he was on the court, the Pelicans were minus 16, which was the worst on the team. But that said, in his 15 minutes, he did score 13 points. So uh, he should have been out there for the final possession. That's the other thing. You know, even if you want to adhere to the 15-minute rule, even if your head coach is too dumb to figure out, save some minutes for the final five minutes of the basketball game, would it have killed 20-year-old Zion Williamson to be on the court, there was a timeout with six seconds left, would it have killed the Pelicans? Would it have killed Zion to just be a decoy? I mean, you're telling me at 20 years old, Gentry can't call Williamson over and say, hey, Zion, listen, you know what? uh, The the doc says you you play a second over 15 minutes, man. You're going to just croak. Uh, your, your knee's going to blow out. Your shoulder's going to fall apart. and blah, blah, blah. So, you know what? We can't have you shoot the basketball. We can't have you touch the basketball. We can't have you set any screens. We can't have you battle for any rebounds. But you know what you should be able to do? What's that, Skip? Uh, stand. Can, can you stand at 20 years old? Are you allowed to stand after playing 15 minutes? Yeah, I think so, Coach. Okay, then you know what? You get in one of the corners. I don't care which one. Just stand there. Be a decoy. Can you do that? I got a piece of wood in my backyard in my garden that can stand to be a decoy. You tell me Zion Williamson, their best scorer, their best player, the face of the franchise, you can't stick them out there and just say, stand in a corner, let someone guard you so we can spread the court a little bit. We're down two. We need a two-point shot or a three-point shot to win it. They couldn't even have done that. I mean, see, this is where you, you, this stuff just bugs me to no end. You know, the rules are idiotic, but okay, rules are rules. So use the rules to at least your advantage. Again, if you're Alvin Gentry, this is why you're the head coach. This is why you're not watching the games from the sidelines. This is why you're not watching the games from home. Use the rules to your advantage. Manipulate the system. Go out there and stand, Zion. I mean, you're going to have the whole freaking world thinking the ball is going to come to you. So when one of the other stiffs on our team, Derek Favors, or in this case, Brandon Ingram, who throws up, throws up a brick in the end, Uh, actually gets a shot. Maybe he won't get double-teamed. Maybe the court will be opened a little bit. I mean, you know, w- would the powers-to-be of New Orleans come down on Alvin so severely that they would have fired him if they would have stuck Zion out there? There was a timeout. Don't even say, well, you know, he would have had to play a full minute. No, after the Jazz took the lead with 6.5 or whatever it was, seconds left, uh, New Orleans had a timeout and did. I don't understand why he couldn't have been put out there just as a deep dump. It's just, do you want to win or not? you know? Do you want to play the game or not? Crazy. Just crazy. So, and again, he did have 13 points. Now, this Pelicans team can't guard anybody. Man, you talk about just awful defense. Just, just after they don't even try and play defense, for goodness sakes. So Utah wins 106-104. Second game, you know, LeBron, for the most part, played like a dog. But he did come through, I have to admit it, down the stretch. Final couple of possessions. He got the buckets. And uh, unfortunately, the Lakers do win. Now, it's it's a meaningless game. It, it doesn't matter. They're going to get the number one seed. In fact, I think they clinched the number one seed last night. They went at 103-101. So the Lakers improved to a 50-14. and I guess they hold the tiebreaker because there's seven games left. And they now have a seven-game lead over the Clips. I know they're battling the Milwaukee Bucks for best record, but again, you know, if it seems like all these games are going to be played down in Florida, unless something crazy happens and we get some virus over the next three weeks, uh, they're going to be played down in, in Orlando. So it doesn't matter if you're the number one seed in the East or the number one seed or the number two seed, if you will, in, in the West. What's the difference? They're being played in Orlando with no fans. So for the, you know, realistically, the Lakers are playing for absolutely nothing uh, from this point on. So, James last night gets his 16 points, 11 rebounds, nothing spectacular. Uh, excuse me, thir- uh, yeah, 16 points, 11 rebounds. And, um, you know, overall, not nothing special, but he was there. To be fair, uh, someone like myself, critical of LeBron, uh, for the first time in a Laker uniform, he actually hit a shot in the final 15 seconds to give them a win. He had been 0 for 6. So, he came through last night, and uh, they had a shot, that, just like New Orleans, The Clippers down two, final seconds with possession. I don't know. You know, go for a two, right? No. Both teams decide that they're going to try and play to win it. They shoot up threes. Both Hail Marys. Neither one really good shot. Paul George, in his case, for the Clippers, he was falling away. He did have 30 points. He complained he got bumped by LeBron. There really wasn't a great angle. You know, he was kind of flailing himself up there. LeBron actually played pretty good defense, to tell you the truth. Maybe he bumped him a little bit with his hip, but nothing crazy. Uh, it was a bad shot. I don't know why these teams do this. I don't know why they're afraid of going to overtime. But both cases, down two, they shoot up threes for their final shot rather than to take the ball inside. So uh, the Lakers end up winning that, that basketball game. Now, uh, before the game, players, uh, both sides, uh, both games, Kneel for the national anthem Uh, during the warmups. They had black lives matter t-shirts on black, black lives matter t-shirts. Okay. We kind of knew that. didn't know what was exactly going to happen with the national anthem, Uh, but both games, including the referees, everyone kneeled. Uh, Oddly enough, they both kind of like stood up during the tail end of the national anthem, at least the one that I saw with the Laker one, Uh, but okay. You know, we, we kind of figured that was going to happen. So here's my problem with last night. They decided to have rapper Meek Mills give this two-plus-minute statement on social unrest and what's the wrong with the, the world and everyone hates blacks and, and they want equality and uh, you know the world is awful for them, blah, 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 blah. Okay, Scott, well, what's wrong with that? Well, I don't know. I decided, you know, in honor... Of Meek Mills, and in honor of this movement, and in honor of the NBA, last night I decided, Chris, that we're going to play Meek Mills uh, all morning long, and just kind of like you know, we're going to enhance the cause a little bit. You know, if if the NBA decides that Meek Mills is going to be the face of their protesting and the face of the NBA slash protesting, then I think it's only fair, Bagels and Bad Beats, right, that we honor them and enhance their situation. Uh, let, let's play Meek Mills. Now, I'm not a big rap guy, to tell you the truth, but you know what? Uh, I am for the movement. I am for equality. I am for justice and all that other stuff. So I'm just going to try and do my little part. Everyone has to do their, li- their little part, whether it's donate money, whether it's donate time. Uh, I happen to have air time, so I'm going to donate my air time this morning to Meek Mills. What, what do you think? Pretty good idea, right? So uh, as it turned out, unfortunately, We can't play any songs that we want. There are certain rules about radio. You just don't have the rights to play songs. So after trying to play some Meek Mills stuff, we were told, sorry, Scott, you just can't play Meek Mills. So uh, we just don't have the rights to that. So how about, I don't know, how about if we just read some of Meek Mills' lyrics, right? I mean, there's there's no rule about reading some of his stuff. If if Meek Mills is going to be the face of the franchise here, then why don't we read some of his stuff? Why not? So let's take out our little book on Meek Mills, shall we? Because he's got to have some great lyrics. I mean, if for the NBA to decide out of all the rappers, out of all the singers, out of all the black singers that they could have chosen, if they chose Meek Mills, then I'm telling you, he's got to have some great lyrics. I'm sure some great stuff. So just arbitrarily, I took out one of his songs, Problem. Now that seems to be a pretty good song. I'm thinking he's thinking about some of the issues uh in the inner cities or any problems that Blacks may have since that's his his pulpit here. So <clears throat> let let's read, shall we? Uh shall we read a couple of lyrics from Problem? Hmm. Because he is the face. He's the guy that the NBA chose. Static. It's gone, G O N. He's well he's not a great, uh, you know, He's not English is not his forte, Scott. Uh, static. It's gonna be. It's gonna be static for sure. Cause what the rap audience ain't ready for is a real person. Hmm. What's wrong with that, Scott? Well, okay, we're getting into the real person, the real Meek Mill's here, I guess, with this song. Static. It's gonna be. It's gonna be static for sure. Cause what? What the rap audience ain't ready for. Nice English is a real person. You know what I want to say? A real, mm, a real what, Scott? A real, mm, can't quite say the next word, but I will give you a hint. The first three letters are N-I-G, and I think you know where we're going after that. Hmm. Well, maybe that was a slip in the lyrics. Maybe he made a mistake using the N-word because not the face of the franchise. The face of the franchise who's, you know, asking whites to respect blacks and the world to respect blacks, there's no way the world's got this guy would be using the N-word in one of his songs. So that must have been a little little, little blip. Let us go down further in this same little song that he wrote. Uh, Blowing a roll. Hmm. Uh, I got it back. I was down in the O, all around the globe, and there's the N-word again. Hmm. Uh, we're finna go get it like it was the first, and, and there's the N-word again. Three times, and if you're not happy with that, you could also throw in the ends are hurting. They say it's a drought, and these bitches are thirsty. Oh, so we decide to throw the B-word in there as well. That's the face of the franchise. Nice. Four eight four three six eight seven nine bagels and bad beats on a Friday morning with yours truly Scott Wetzel TNT with the call there. Listen, uh, I generally don't. Uh, well, I, I really shouldn't say that. I actually do rip uh, my compadres there, but I thought the broadcasts last night were horrible, just absolutely horrible. Uh, we'll start with the first game. As I've been ranting here for fifteen minutes, I don't know how you don't dissect that more. I, I watched the game, Iron Eagle and uh, Stan Van Dumby with the call. And I, I didn't think Van Dumbie did a pretty good job. I think he could evolve into being a pretty good announcer, but his voice is a little high-pitched. I remember when uh, his brother, Jeff Van Dumbie, started, he had a high-pitched voice as well. And they had to do something to lower it, to uh, make it stand out a little bit more. Doesn't have the the depth that it needs to have, uh, like, you know, my great voice. So uh, they need to do a little something with that. But I think he could. I don't think he's afraid, although I say that. And, you know, here's the best player in the world, or at least the the player that the NBA wants to be the best player in the world on a team that they want to do well and, and a team they want to make the playoffs. And he's not on the court in Zion Williamson. And he, neither one of these guys really brought that up. I, I mean, you, you got to talk about that. You just have to. I mean, it's a one-possession game down the stretch. The Pelicans are in the process of blowing a double-digit lead. They led by six with a minute and change left. You know, if if I'm smart enough to know you should be saving minutes, then you would think Stan would be as well. We'll give uh, Ian a pass because he's just a play-by-play guy and he's great at it. But you would think Stan would be able to say, you know, gee, uh, you know, really, I'm surprised Zion's not in there. And then maybe, God forbid, Ian should throw him a little softball question. Like, well, what do you think, Skip? Did they screw up? If you only have 15 minutes, would have you saved some time left? Or as I suggested, would it kill them to put Zion out there? to just stand out there for the final possession to be a decoy. I mean, you got to bring this stuff up. It, it's Zion Williamson, for goodness sakes. Now, I I may be making more of him than you think, but I, I'm not. You know, the NBA is having these eight ridiculous games because they wanted Zion and the Pelicans, who are currently sitting now in the 10th spot after this loss, but we're sitting in the 9th spot. They wanted them part of this thing. So they had to come up with some system that would include all these other teams for Zion. So if he's the face of the franchise, you got to find a way to get him in the game. You got to find a way to win these games and for them not to discuss him not being on the court that that was, you know, listen, anybody can analyze the game and it's all fine and dandy. The first three and a half quarters, it, it's the nuts and bolts time. You know, the, the key moments of the game when these analysts have to step up and not be afraid, because if you're going to be afraid to criticize the coaches or the players, then there's no sense being on TV. Because I guarantee you, every single Pelican fan in the world, every single Pelican better, and just every single NBA fan that's watching the game is thinking the same thing I am. Why can't Zion be in the game? And for these two knuckleheads not to bring it up and really dissect it was completely wrong. And then, you know, in the second game, the the portions that I were watching, you know, it, it was okay. I did not watch till the very end because obviously we get up early here. But I did watch about the uh, first half or so. Uh, I, I thought the funny line of the day came from Kevin Harlan, uh, who at the beginning of the game was trying to talk about how, you know, good these two teams are and how hot they are. And he said, you know, the Lakers coming into tonight, have won 11 of 13 and the Clippers have won seven of eight. And I'm thinking to myself, hello, Kevin, they, they haven't played in two months. <laughs> you know, I don't care if they've won 99 out of hundred. What's the difference? They're not exactly riding a winning or losing streak here. They haven't played in two months, brother. It doesn't matter what they've done, you know, and he didn't even say it jokingly or just like, you know, oh, by the way, you know, just so you guys know they were playing good basketball before the thing got stopped. You know, he he said it matter of factly, just like, you know, the Lakers won two nights ago to get their 11th win in 13 games and the Clippers won the night before to get their seventh win in eight games. I mean, that was like Kevin. Come on. Anybody home, brother? So I I, for that standpoint, I didn't like it. Um I will say the fans in the stands were kind of goofy, but I'm okay with that. There were some Portland jailblazers uh, actually at the game. I thought about that. You know, are they going to be allowed? I guess they were since they were there. You know, if you have all these teams, are they allowed to sit in the stands? I mean, you would think, right? You know, clearly the NBA doesn't have any rules, or maybe the NBA didn't think about it, to tell you the truth, but – if you're the, you know, uh, pick any number of the, of the other teams that are there. you got nothing going on in your life. You're not allowed to leave the bubble. God forbid you should go to a bar or a restaurant or something. You want to go catch a Lakers-Clippers game? You want to go catch a Pelicans-Utah Jazz game? Yeah, I guess so. So are they allowed to be in the stands? Are there only a certain amount of people that are allowed? As far as, you know, we can only have three teams tonight or four teams or five teams, not the remaining, uh, what do they got, uh, 22 teams? You know, not the remaining 20. Um I you know, I don't know how that 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 all works, but there were Portland jailblazers uh, there last night, including Carmelo Anthony, um and and a couple of the others. So uh but overall the broadcast, as I mentioned yesterday, it's like watching NBA 2K. There there's it wasn't as bad last night as it's been, but it does still seem a little weird. It it doesn't I don't know what why. Um, you know, whatever cameras they're using or whatever angles they're using or the facility, maybe. But it just looks like you're watching 2K. It doesn't look like you're watching real players. It's very, very weird. So uh, 844-843-6879, we'll get to the baseball stuff. Nothing crazy last night, but our Red Sox did win again. You know, uh, as crazy as it sounds, Red Sox are 3-4 and four now after taking these last two games. They lose the two games up in Boston. But they beat the Mets in New York these last two games. Christian Vasquez, two more home runs. Now it's four on the season, believe it or not. Uh, Shane Bieber, 14 strikeouts. And the Indians, 2-0 win over the Twinkies. So he ties a major league record with uh, 27 in his first two games. Stankies do win last night. Looked like Baltimore was able going to surprise them. But Aaron Judge gets a three-run blast in the ninth inning. Hey, this is not a very good day for me uh, when it comes to my fandom. Because I have Zion Williamson and the Pelicans losing. And I thought they were going to win big. I have LeBron doing well in the final seconds of his basketball game to win. And I got Aaron Judge, uh, one of my favorite whipping boys for the Stankys, hitting a three-run homer in the top of the ninth to give the Stanks an 8-6 win over Baltimore. So uh, as far as me rooting against these guys, uh, it wasn't a good night for me. I must say, I'm eating a little bit of crow today. All right, to the phones we go. Johnny in Manhattan, I appreciate you holding on, John. A lot going on. Welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats on a Friday morning.
2: Hey, Scott, it's a good Friday morning when you're talking about eating a little crow the night before, courtesy of the Yankees, um, or as you call them, the Stankies. But, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't congratulate you, uh, Scott, on show number 40. Apparently, you are still fooling the uh, the upper uh, management at Sports Grid, so congratulations.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. I, they, they must not be keeping track. Uh, although I did get an email, I think it was from Shuba, who you know from just from the podcast, uh, saying that the number of subscribers to our Sports Grid YouTube channel have doubled since I started doing the show. So you know what? If that's the case, then uh, I'll take credit for that. So thank you very much. Yes, fooling them what forty down. Uh, hopefully, they like four thousand. What's that? and your phone can calls? Say, is too they like my phone calls. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's it. That's it. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll but, give you, you know, credit. W-
2: really quickly. We love you. We turn into the show to hear you, Scott. We understand that there's a lot of commercials. Um your first fifteen minutes your you're sorry, your rant about fifteen minutes. I got excited that Geico had moved in as the uh the title sponsor. <laughs> you must have said fifteen <laughs> minutes at least fifteen times, and then you even mentioned it um later. You said I'd been ranting for fifteen minutes and uh that was pretty funny.
1: But Retzels, you know, pretzels we don't and those are two, so that's what we do. Wetzel's pretzels, which I'm not a part of unfortunately and and then Geico then, yeah, those are our two biggies,
2: <laughs> God will we get up at the crack of you know what uh dawn to listen to you, I don't need to hear a clip of Kevin Harlan on t n t doing just as poor as a job uh, of the play by play on tape nine hours later as he did live It's a complete waste of time, no more clips of inferior broadcasters or some of your co hosts we don't I don't need to hear what. Scotty Pharrell is saying about a uh, exhibition hockey game. If I want to hear Pharrell, I'll tune in, but it's just getting in the way of more Scott. We need more Scott. And, uh, you know, I'm going to stand by that. Um, but, uh, you know, you keep calling meek mills. You keep calling him meek mills, but it's just meek mill. You can leave off the, uh, the last S for the L name of or the S More likely meek shooting. <laughs> it's meek okay. mill. Yeah.
1: Meek mill, uh, meek, meek Mil, uh, mills. Just, What's the difference? What's You're so right
2: about um, him saying you know, the N-word. If it's not a word that can be said at the uh, dinner table for um, Commissioner Silver, then it's not a word that should be put on national television before a game. It's disgusting, Scott. I agree with you. And if I have time, I'd like to leave you with a joke before you head off into uh, vacation land.
1: All right. Go ahead.
2: All right. So U2's in London. They're playing a concert, and they begin the show with some – Loud, up-tempo, fast numbers, and the crowd's into it. And after about three or four songs, Bono gets his preachy face on, and he starts hushing the band, telling him to play slower and co- more quietly. And he tells the, the audience, shh, sh- shushing the audience, everyone, please calm down. And he starts clapping his hands in front of the mic. And he says, ladies and gentlemen, I am clapping my hands very slowly. Clap, clap, clap. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, you know that every time I clap my hands, clap, 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 a child in Africa dies of AIDS. And therefore, so before he says what he means to say, a guy in the back yells out, well, Bono, quit doing it then.
1: <laughs> I knew that was going to come. Yeah. And then stop clapping then. Yes. <laughs> good job, John. Two people, good job. Uh, eight, four, four, eight, four, three, uh, six, uh, Yeah, it is me. I'm saying mills, bill meek bill. And that's not just the the lone song. Oh, by the way, you know, I, I could have gone through a whole diatribe of, uh, how about that? The glorious song I'm killing them. You know, you want to, you want to know how many times you use the N word in that song, or how about the, uh, the freestyle part one lyrics? Want to know how many times he uses the B word and the N word in that song or or Gucci Mane, I guess that's how you pronounce it. You want to know how many times he uses the N word. And I mean, out of all the people, um, all the people that they could have chosen, is, is there any, you know, again, I'm not a rap person, obviously, but, um, you know, is there any rapper that just doesn't use the N word? You know, could, could you have had one person? That's the problem with this stuff. You know, if you want to get the right to join the left, then, you know, you, you got to stop the hypocrisy. You got to stop having a, a rapper who uses the N-word every opportunity he can find and then have that same person say that he wants to have the world to respect them. You know, well, how do you how do you get respect by using the N-word? You know, and, and don't please, 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 please don't tell me. Well, it's okay for the blacks to use the N word, but it's not okay for the whites because we're using it differently and it means something different to us. Uh, no, 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 don't hand me that nonsense, please, please, don't, don't even go down that road. Uh, it's a nasty word. It's it's an ugly word. If my kids who do listen to rap music, believe it or not, even my fifteen-year-old, I asked her last night, do you know who Meek Mill is? And she's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, really? Please. Um, you know, she doesn't listen to it, but my other daughter does. She says, uh. Everyone's listening to that. You're, you're dumminizing the word. You know, you're, you're taking the sting off the word. That's what you're doing. You can't cry for justice and equality and uh, having the respect around the world. And then you throw these N-words in it. It's just, it's dumb. They should have picked somebody else. FDA. Bad job by the MBA. Bagels a bad beat. will close that hour number one next It was a bad beat on a Friday morning. LeBron James after the game last night, talking about uh, hopefully he made Colin Kaepernick proud. Yeah, that's another bad thing about the broadcast that they did not bring up—at least not in the first half when I was watching—that LeBron James decided not to put any slogan on the back of his jersey. Same thing with Anthony Davis. Uh, basically, all the other players did. There were a few that didn't, but you know, he's you know one of the main faces, obviously, of the NBA. He did not. You would have thought. Uh, they would have brought that up. I, I will say, though, conversely, they did a pretty good job, both games, the the portions that I watched, of of kind of steering clear of that. I, I I think I don't know if they were given an edict. I don't know if they just said let what happens happen, but don't make it part really of the broadcast. But I would have thought that would have been discussed a, a little bit more, but they didn't. And I listen. I'm sorry. I just find it funny that uh, you know LeBron James is seeking Colin Kaepernick's approval. Meanwhile, he doesn't use a slogan on the back of his jersey, and they both work for for a a Nike company, which is predominantly all white with the board of directors that they have. Go ahead and Google them. Uh, It's it's a white, 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 white company, and yet no one seems to take him to task on that, and no one seems to take him to task on how their sneakers are made, him or Kaepernick, over in China. Uh, where these uh, slave laborers, basically, are making 10 cents an hour. You know, that's all okay. He's looking for uh, injustice, he says, you know, things that bother him in his little world. Well, when it comes to making money and putting money in his pocket, uh, he doesn't seem to give a rat's behind about whites or blacks or Chinese folks or anybody. It's just, you know, give me the green. That's all that matters with LeBron. And, again, that's why we think LeBron's the big phony, uh, because of stuff like that. Um, it just, It's just remarkable. But the NBA – is back uh, you know so the bigger picture is it's good to have the NBA back Eight four four let's see now how long it lasts more phone calls emails tweets coming up hour number two right here on a Friday morning